Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. Colossians chapter number one. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Amen. One of the greatest things you can do for somebody is to pray for them. One of the greatest things that you can do is to pray for them. The question is, why do I say that? Why is it that we make that statement? See, when you pray for someone, you are inviting the creator of all the universe to use his power to intervene on their behalf. So you're talking to the one who can make the impossible possible. The one who can cause something to come out of nothing. The one who was and is and is to come. The one who they say is omniscient, who is omnipotent, to weigh in. God, I need you to weigh in. Put your weight on this situation. So why not pray? But many times it's our least utilized resource. Because we undervalue, we, we, we downplay what prayer is. In fact, some people even say, it's time to pray. And when, if they're in a situation, they say, uh, has it come to that? As if prayer is the last resort. When Jesus said, men are always pray. Not faint, not give in, not cave in. And so prayer was a way of life with Jesus and prayer should be a way of life with us. And, 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 and we, we hear this many times, even on the news, if after some situation has transpired, our thoughts and our prayers are with you. I wonder how many people are actually praying. But the question is, not are we praying, but what are we praying? Here is the Apostle Paul making a request for the church at Colossae. And he says here, for this reason, since the day we heard it, we do not cease 
to pray for you. Well, Paul, what are you praying? We, he says, I do not cease to pray and to ask, here it is, that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. Filled with the knowledge of his will. So in other words, filled with the knowledge of the will of God. So we want to deal with that. Know how to know the will of God. He says, I want you to be filled with the knowledge of his will. When I, when I looked up this word filled, uh, Dr. Michelle, you can appreciate this. The word literally means to cram. It means, you, he says, I want you to be cram loaded with the knowledge of his will. But he, here's another thing. And, and, and listen, listen, you, I, I, could, I couldn't define this any better, you know, trying to be current and everything. The word literally means to level up. Everybody say level up. Level up. I, 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 it, I was like, ooh. So it means like there's a hollow place and it need, you need to level up. You need to be filled. You, where you are, where you don't have the knowledge of the will of God, he says level up. It is so important. He says, I'm not ceasing to pray for you. In other words, I'm continually praying. This is something that I am doing because it is so important because I need you to level up, that you have insight, that you can know the will of God, the precise, correct knowledge of what God wants. God's desires, the will of God. Many people say, Lord, I, you know, the, I want to know the will of God. Really, 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 he, we need to make that a priority. Amen. Jot this scripture down, Ephesians chapter number five, verse 17. Ephesians five and 17. I want to look at it in a couple of different translations here. Ephesians five seventeen. it says, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Ephesians 5, 17. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Listen to that same verse in the New International Version. Ephesians 5, 17 says, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not be foolish. Look at somebody say, don't be foolish. Then this one, the New Living Translation of that same verse says, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. So here it is. You and I on a daily basis have to make decisions. You and I on a, listen, not sometimes hourly basis have to make decisions. And we need to know not just what we want, but ultimately we need to know what God wants in the situation. Because listen, listen, you and I have to understand the safest and best place for us is in the will of God. Yes. Yes. Amen. 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 I want in his, I want to be in his Amen. will. Amen. 
And so he says, don't act thoughtlessly. Don't start running your life as if you have no purpose, as if you are just running aimlessly. Put the boundaries up. And he says, I need you to be aware of this will of God. Don't act thoughtlessly. Don't be unwise. Don't be foolish. So we can surmise that God, listen to this, wants us to know his will. It would be unfair of God to require us to do his will and wouldn't, didn't tell us what it was. So he wants us to know his will. But he said there, let's go back to our scripture in Colossians chapter number one. He says, I need you to be uh, praying that you be filled with the knowledge of his will. And then he added these words. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. In all wisdom, that means uh, 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 knowledge which makes possible skillful performance or activity. In all wisdom, I want you to know the wisdom of God, but then he says, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. It literally means, where he says, I want you to be able to put it together. I want you to get to the place where as you as you're dealing with the situation, you know what God wants and you're able to right here in your head, put it together. You're able to understand it. Now, let me tell you something. There are some things that God will say to you, God will tell you to do, God will move upon you to do that does not make sense to your head. Anybody know what I'm talking about? There are some ways of God, you sit there and you go, God, I don't get this. The Bible says, Paul warns, he said, the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit for they are spiritually discerned. So when you're talking about being able to discern, to know the will of God, many times we have to bypass what we would think is the natural thing to do. Some things don't make sense. Example, God says, forgive them. You say, you don't know what they did to me. God says, forgive them because if you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven. The unforgiveness that you are harboring is causing a poison in you and they're walking around just fine. He says, release them. But God, you don't know what they did. He's not asking you to get to the place where you understand it in the natural. From a spiritual perspective, he says, I want to open up your understanding so that you'll know the will of God. You'll know the will of God. You're not just, listen, many times we think it is just something where, where it, it, it doesn't make sense in, on a, such a cerebral level. And God says it makes spiritual sense. It makes spiritual sense. 
Pastor, I'm going to give you five more minutes. But if you keep talking about that, you know, stuff like this, I'm out. It doesn't make sense to me. Hold on, Jack. What I'm trying to tell you is going to set you free because the greatest thing you can do in terms of praying for others is pray that they be knowledgeable about the will of God. The greatest gift you can give to yourself is to be in the will of God. So the will of God is where it's at. And so what you have to understand is this. God, he says, I'm God. I'm not changing. Now you can run around and be crazy if you want to and suffer the consequences of that. But if you would just begin to operate your life according to my will, you'll begin to see some things in your life. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But he's saying here, so I need you. Paul is praying for this church. I'm praying that you be filled with the knowledge of his will and there's a practical know-how so that you have, listen to this, clear ability to analyze the situation and you have the discernment necessary to make the right decisions. Clear ability to analyze the situation. Many times we are so led by our emotions and how we feel that we aren't able to back up and say, God, what do you feel about it? What do you think about this? How are you weighing in on this? In many, listen, many times we've, we've even allowed money to be the final say in our lives. We'll take a job because of the money and not even ask God. God knows the future of the company. He knows that in two months, after you get there, it's going down. He knows all of that because he knows the end from the beginning. So you have to be at that place where you become so intimately acquainted with his will that you're not moved by cash. Ooh-wee. So he says, I'm praying. I'm praying that you be filled with the knowledge of his will. The question then I had to ask is, how then do I know? How then can I get to the place? If the will of God is so important, if it's something that is so critical to my life, how can I know the will of God? You want to know? Here's some ways that you can know the will of God. Well, you know the will of God through the word of God. Amen. Amen. Through the word of God. Now, don't tell me I want to know the will of God. You never open your Bible. I Pastor, I just, you know, if you could just do the will of God. Have you read the Bible? Well, I don't have that kind of time. You don't want to know the will of God. Now, now, turn to Romans chapter number 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Y'all know it. You can quote it. Romans 12 and 2. Romans 12, if you have that in the back, help me there, because I want to look at it also in, in, in two translations. Let's look at it first in the New King James Version. Romans 12 and 2, it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be, here's the word, what? Transformed by how? Renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, here is Paul talking to the church at Rome, and he says, this is what I need you to do. Don't get yourself so um, in sync where the world conforms you. Conforms you. Um, the New Living Translation of Romans 12 and 2 says it like this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Put that up for me. The New Living Translation, Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by doing what? Changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You say, Pastor, you know, I, I, I understand that. Hear me in this. You and I have to admit that we are influenced all week long by everything. Nobody is just going around uninfluenced. You and I are being influenced by media, by environment, by everything, by where everything is, is influencing you one way or another. And so what he's saying here is there has to be something in us that counteracts that, that you run through, the, run through a filter so that you'll be able to know what God wants. give an example. This is an iPad that I have up here, an iPad. So if I want information about an iPad, I don't call Samsung. I call Apple. Because Apple makes the iPad. And if you have a Samsung device, you've been out of the will of God before. But I'm just kidding. I'm really just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Come back to church. Now hear me, 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 hear me. All right, now, now, so listen, listen to me. So why would you go to another manufacturer to find out about somebody else's product? Why would I go to the world to find out what I'm supposed to do? They didn't make me. They didn't do anything for me. All they did was provide various options that may or may not line up with the will of God. So I need to go to the word of God and begin to change the way I think so that I am not finding myself walking in the shoes, walking in the footsteps, allowing the world, as one translation says, to squeeze me into its mold. Yeah. 
So I got to have the word of God if I'm going to know the will of God. Got to have the word. Got to have the word. I've got to have the word. So here's, here's another way. How can I know the will of God? Not just through the word of God, but through prayer. Everybody say through prayer. I know the will of God through the word of God, but I know the will of God through prayer. Matthew chapter 6, verse, verse number uh, 9. You know it. 9 and 10. Matthew 6, 9 and 10 says, In this manner, therefore pray, Jesus speaking, Our Father, come on, repeat it with me. In Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus said, Jesus said, if you want to know the will of God, what you need to do, you got to pray it. You got to pray it. Pray the will of God. Pray and ask God, let your will be done. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. What I have found out is as you begin to pray, God will reveal to you what it is you need to do. When I, got, when I gave my life to Christ, when I was saved, first saved, one of the first things I did, you know, I, I wanted to know the will of God. And so, I, you know, I was playing bass guitar in the in the band and we were playing the club and then I was playing organ at the church and I you know I, I given my life to Christ it was I got saved in the pastor's study he led me one-on-one -on -one to, to Jesus and 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 and, uh, and I asked him I said what should I do what should I do should I quit the band and he gave me the smartest answer he says I don't know <laughs> You go, you ask God. And you know what I did? I went and asked God and I felt, I sensed that for me, I needed to stop playing in the band. I need to do that. That's what I said. I got that in prayer. Are you hearing me? Here's another thing. Um, I was, listen to me, I was dating this young lady. I started praying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I prayed her right up out of my life. I mean, I prayed, <laughs> I'm serious. I prayed and she left. <laughs> I'm telling that will of God stuff is for real. Let me tell you though, God is a good God. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, he is. He's a good God. And so, listen to me. What I'm saying is I begin to declare thy kingdom come, thy will be done in every area of my life, as on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come. I pray that over you. I pray that over you. I prayed that prayer literally probably thousands of times. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It's not a last resort. It's the first thing because I want his will. Amen. According to Romans chapter 12, it's good, perfect, acceptable. His will is. 
And so as I prayed that, that's a way that I began to see alignment in my life and God's will. Alignment in my life and God's will. I'm telling you, opportunities have opened up as a result of simply praying, thy kingdom come. That will be done. So here's Paul saying what I'm constantly praying for you is this, that you be filled with the knowledge of his will. The way you know the will of God is through the word of God. The way you know the will of God is through prayer. And here's the last one I'm going to tell you today. The way you know the will of God is through the leading of the Holy Spirit. Through the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now I need you to walk this with me, okay? I need you to walk this with me. I need you to turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter number 13, verse number 2 and 3. Acts 13, 2 and 3. Come on, come on, walk with me. Walk with me, walk, walk, don't, don't. Ooh, you got to get this. Ooh, you got to get this. Acts 13, 2 and 3, New King James Version. Acts 13, 2 and 3. It says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit, who said? The Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. You see that? So who said to send them away? Holy Spirit, separate them, separate them. Now, go to Acts chapter number 16, verse number 6. Acts chapter 16, verse number 6. Please get this. Acts 16 and 6. It says, now... When they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by who? The Holy, the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Wait a minute. The Holy Spirit in chapter 13 sent them away to go and to preach. But when we get to chapter 16, here they were in Asia and the Holy Spirit forbid them to do to preach there. It says, after they had come, verse 7 says, after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision immediately, we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Let me stop right there. How many times have you and I Hit the override button on the Holy Spirit's direction. When the Holy Spirit tried, you know, it's like something told me don't. Oh, look at somebody and say, oh man, I know what he's talking about. And that's it. The Holy Spirit is trying to lead you, telling you, telling you, don't buy that, don't buy that, don't buy that, don't buy that. But no, Mr. God, I have it. And next thing you know, I have bought something. I, I did it. My name is Bill and I got an issue. 
I did it, and let me tell you something. Now, after I did it, got buyer's remorse because I overrode the direction, the leading of the Holy Spirit. Thank God here, and this is what I'm getting at. You can have the goal from the Holy Spirit, the G-O from the Holy Spirit, but you have to also be aware of the stops yes. of the Holy Spirit. Now, now, just because you don't have it, you, you, he said no now does not mean no forever. Amen. This is going to help somebody. Go, go, here, here's the last one. Here's the last one. Keep going to Acts chapter number 19. Acts chapter number 19, verse 1. It says, Acts 19 and 1, and it came and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether the, there is a Holy Spirit. Skip down to verse number five. Verse five says, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Verse number 10. And this continued for two years so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. The reason we didn't shout in verse number one, because we didn't realize that Ephesus is in Asia. Wait a minute, back up. Chapter number 16, he said, don't you go to Asia. He forbid them. Don't go. Chapter number 19, he said there was a Holy Ghost fell upon them and they began to speak in tongues just like they did in Acts chapter number 2. What I'm getting at is this. You've got to follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit because you've got to be aware of his timing. You don't know all that God is working in this thing that you are dealing with when you're following the leading of the Holy Spirit. You have to understand he has perfect knowledge of the will of God and he wants to lead you in concert with the will of God so that as you step, he steps. As you move, he moves. As you begin to lead, uh, you begin to move, he's leading and guiding your movements. Are you understanding that? All I'm saying is this. The way you know the will of God, the way you know the will of God, yes, through the word of God. Yes, through prayer. But you know it through the prompting and leading of the Holy Spirit. He will lead you and guide you and you just know on the inside, this is what I got to do. This is what I got to do. The biggest for me, other than getting, giving my life to Jesus, the biggest decision for me ever uh, was getting married. It was. And I wanted to know, because I told you I prayed that other girl right out of my life. And um, I said, Lord, you got to show me. You, I mean, I really need you to show me. I knew, I'm, I said, I know I'm good husband material. 
I, I mean, I, all I'd seen in my life was modeled before me was a good husband from terms of my father. And that's all I knew. I'm not, it's not being braggadocious or anything like that. And I knew I was very serious about it. And then I talked with a friend of mine. I'm praying. And he said to me, he said, Billy, if you let her go, it's going to be one of the biggest mistakes you've ever made. The Holy Ghost speaking. The Holy Ghost speaking. Discerning the will of God. And here we are, 34 years later. And we still like each other. We still love each other. Are you seeing what I'm saying? And I believe today, the greatest thing that you can do in your life, if you're watching me online right now, is to be in the will of God. Let me just say from a prophetic standpoint, there's swift movement coming. There's swift, swift movement coming. And you have to have your life in sync with what he's doing. And so you posture to move with him as he moves. And so as you move with him as he moves, he's going to lead you and guide you and lead you and guide you. And one of the things you'll have on the inside is peace. This book of Colossians speaks of that in chapter number four when he talks about let the peace of God uh, rule in your heart. You'll begin to know this is the will of God. And it's the prompting of the Holy Spirit that'll let you know this is what we need to do. This is the way to go. Walk in it. Let that guy go. Let these friends go. go. You need to go ahead and step into this situation. Take that business opportunity. Don't move here. Don't move. You see what I'm talking about? All those specific things that's germane to our lives. He'll give us insight into doing that. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's getting ready to get sweeter, 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 sweeter. Great things are ahead for you. You receive that today? Amen. Woo, thank you, Lord. We made it. We made it. How many people want to be in the will of God? Father, you see all these hands. Make whatever adjustment that needs to be made. Do what needs to be done to bring them into your will. And I thank you for doing it. Those who are watching online right now, adjust what you need to adjust. Do what you need to do. And I thank you for some, it'll be swift. Swift, swift, swift. And I, but but, but, but you, you, there won't be motion sickness or anything like this. It'll be smooth for you. And I thank you, Father, for doing it. Holy Spirit, we just need, trust you to lead us and guide us. Thank you. Come on, say, Lord, I trust you, Lord, I trust you. to lead me by your spirit. Lead me by your spirit. In, Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Listen, you can put your hands down. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit doesn't live in you, but he wants to. When you accept Jesus, he, 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 listen, he makes your heart his home by coming on the inside of you and living in you and literally transforming your life. If you've never accepted him, my friend, I told you I gave my life to Christ as a, I, I was a teenager actually, and, and it's been absolutely wonderful. 
why waste the best of your days on stuff that doesn't matter? You're in here and you say, Pastor, um, man, I, I'm ready. I want, I, want, I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. Or if you're watching online, uh, we're going to pray right now. I'm going to provide words, but you got to provide sincerity of heart. Every head bowed, every eye closed. And we're going to pray out loud. Say with me, dear God. Come on, say it with me. Dear God, I come now thanking you that you want me in your will. And it's your will that none should perish, but all should come to repentance. Today, Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Transform my life. Fill me with your spirit and lead me into your best. In Jesus' name. Every head still bowed, every eye closed. If you're in the building, you say, Pastor Bill, that's the first time I prayed that prayer asking Jesus to come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. Right where you are, right where you are, can you say, could you raise your hand and say, that was me? I prayed that for the first time. I see that hand. Thank you. 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 You can put your hands down. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Everybody can look up at me. To everybody who raised their hands and you say, I prayed that prayer asking Jesus to come into my heart for the first time. I say, welcome to the family of God. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Well, this is what we're going to do in person or even online. This is the way we handle that. First of all, I want to say welcome to the family of God, but gotta, gotta tell somebody, let them know, today I asked Jesus to be my Lord. I was so excited when I gave my life to Christ. First person I ran into was mama. I said, mama, <laughs> I'm saved. I knew that I knew that I knew that something had changed on the inside of me and, I, and I've been changed forever. It, it was amazing. And so listen, what we've done as a church, because we want to walk with you in your journey, uh, you can go to our website, NewCov, N-E-W-C-O-V. So pull out your device now. Pull out your device now and go to NewCov.org. This is what you do. And there's a place on that that says connect. And it says connect with Christ. And what happens there, you could connect with Christ. There's a short video, and then you put your information there. And there's some other information that we want to give you so you can download it, you can have it. It's available to you. Even those of you online, you can do the same thing right where you are. And we want to celebrate with you because this is an important step in your life. It's an important step. Here's the next thing. Every believer needs a church home. Every believer needs a church home. There should be homeless Christians. <laughs> Amen. And listen, if you want to make New Covenant your home, this is what you want to do, whether in person or online. That same place, you can say, connect, connect as a member. And as you go there and says connect, 
just fill out the information and we're going to contact you. We have people that's going to, going, to, going to be with you to know what you need to do in terms of we have a new members orientation here. Uh, and so we want to just be, walk with you in your journey. And we want to say to you, everybody say welcome home. Welcome home. Again, everybody say welcome home. Welcome home. Hey, y'all. <laughs> welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. And we are excited about that. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a big old praise. Thank you, Lord. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.